Light of the self. He who sees everything as nothing but the self, and the self in everything he sees, such a seer withdraws from nothing. For the enlightened, all that exists is nothing but the self. So how could any suffering or delusion continue for those who know this oneness? Negativity is like darkness. So what is darkness? You look at darkness and you see that it's really nothing. The absence of something. You turn on the light and darkness goes. But sunlight, for instance, doesn't get rid of negativity. It gets rid of darkness, but not negativity. So what light can you turn on that removes negativity the way sunlight removes darkness? It's the light of pure consciousness, the self, the light of unity. Don't fight the darkness. Don't even worry about the darkness. Turn on the light and the darkness goes. Turn up that light of pure consciousness. Negativity goes. Now you can say, that sounds so sweet. It sounds too sweet, but it's the real thing. That is from Catching the Big Fish by David Lynch. That stuck out to me today when I was just thumbing through the book. It's kind of like a coffee table book. I don't know if you necessarily have to read all the way through it to get the full effect. It's just kind of one that you can pick up and thumb through. And that's what popped out to me. I knew I wanted to talk a little bit about something. The past couple of weeks I've been having horrible fucking anxiety. Every morning, you know, I, I start to freak out and I'm like, I need to, I need to go make money. I need to, I need to practice. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it all comes down to the fact that I got out of routine out of my normal routine of meditation and yoga and doing things to take care of myself. I can always find a fucking reason not to do something to take care of myself. And I, for a long time, I've always thought, oh, that has to do with my childhood or some bullshit like that. Maybe that's part of it, but it's also just a normal human thing. Anytime I have to make an effort to do something, it's like pulling teeth. I really struggle with it. Because all I really want to do is sit down on the couch and do nothing. And I tend to overcorrect. I tend to be so extreme in the things that I'm doing. Because otherwise I start feeling like a piece of shit. And I get down on myself. I abuse myself emotionally and mentally with the fact that it's okay to take a break. Uh, here I am again, talking about myself. I hope you don't mind. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just rambling today. That I really got nothing to, to talk about, honestly. But, okay, let's talk about this. The Kyle Rittenhouse case. Am I the only one who really doesn't give a fuck about Kyle Rittenhouse? People have such strong opinions on this, but I don't care at all. Like, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing... People are either saying, oh, he's a white supremacist or, oh, he's innocent. He was just exercising his, uh, his fucking Second Amendment. And it's like, I don't know. You know, uh, either way, he, he shouldn't have been out there and he shouldn't have been looking for trouble. Like, he was looking for trouble. I just don't feel like I have a real strong opinion on it other than his parents need to be endlessly kicked in the balls They're bad parents if they let him go out there, if they brought him out there. 
everyone's making fun of him crying, all that shit. And what's really the point? We're all going to die one day. Are these all just distractions to make us forget that we're going to die? That makes me think. I've been dreaming a lot lately. And I wonder if whatever the afterlife is, it's like a dream. Just completely abstract and it doesn't make any sense. I actually think that would be really poetic. Because people are either like, nothing happens. Or you go to heaven and you get 72 virgins. Well, at least in if you're Muslim. Um, by the way, I wouldn't want 72 virgins. That sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds horrible to have 72 virgins. I don't think that's a good thing. I've only had sex with one virgin, and that was when I lost my virginity. And that was okay enough. You know, you just don't know anything when you're first having sex. You don't know how to please each other or really what to do. Uh, but doing that 72 times in a row, that sounds, that sounds like my personal hell. I guess everybody has a different dream for the afterlife though. And, and my dream is for it to be as abstract and nonsensical as possible. When I die, I don't want any answers. I don't want to know anything. I, maybe I'll ask about the JFK thing. Like who killed JFK? I would be interested in knowing that. But other than that, I really don't care. It doesn't matter. What good is it going to do me? Uh, Like morbid curiosity, you know, this is another thing I've been thinking about. We're all very morbidly curious. It's like when you're driving down the highway and you see an accident and everybody is slowing down to look at it, causing traffic, which may cause another accident, ironically enough. But what's the point of knowing or seeing what happened? What effect does it really have on our lives? I don't really know if it does. It doesn't have any effect. Maybe maybe, uh, you'll slow down and you'll drive a little safer that day. But then life just has a way of going back to normal. I tend to overcorrect. I think that's what my dreams tell me. I had this really crazy dream where I was working on a cruise ship and we were just going along. You know, I, I, I was working as a musician on a cruise ship, which is something that I used to want to do in my early 20s. Now, I don't think, you know, in a post-COVID world, that would be really something I'd be interested in. But there was a captain and he was doing all these maneuvers and moves that that were fucking everyone up. He was going over little sandbars and islands and shit. And the ship ended up capsizing and sinking. And I was at the very back of the ship as it was sinking. And we were going down nose first. I don't know what the the technical nautical term for it, what it would be. Um, And there was all these children on the boat. And I saved the children And then I went to this casino and in the casino, I was confronted by a manager that was there and the manager started yelling at me saying I was the cause of innocent people dying. And I got very upset with him 
And we got into a fight, a fist fight. And I accidentally killed him. Once I killed him, all the security started coming out and they started coming after me and I didn't know what to do. So I ran outside and I jumped into this canal and I was swimming and I I went under these lily pads and I became like this lily pad swamp thing. And I came up from the canal to peak um, because I was underwater and I saw all these cop cars were on their way to where I was to arrest me and take me to jail. It's just so fucking strange. I wrote it out in my journal and I tried to figure out what it meant. I have problems with, with authority. Uh, I think I saved the children cause maybe something to do with innocence. I don't know. Some esoteric bullshit that I like. Or maybe dreams have no fucking meaning at all. Maybe it's just us soaking up whatever our environment is. Distant memories. Or whatever happened that day. I had another really fucking weird dream. I had a dream I kidnapped a woman. I kidnapped her. I don't know where I was. It was someone that it was somewhere that was cold though. The weather was not good. She was somewhere out in the woods and I felt guilty. I think she got got away and got got lost. And I called up one of my friends and um I told him that this happened and that I didn't remember kidnapping her, but all these people were blaming me for it. I had I must have blacked out or something like that when it happened in the dream. I felt really guilty. My friend, he told me though, you didn't kidnap her. She rejected you. And I was like, she rejected me. She was like, he said, you don't remember doing it because you didn't do it. Which just left me more confused. I started isolating in the dream. And I didn't really want to see anyone or talk to anyone. I don't even know. I think this was maybe over the course of like a night that this happened. I tried to go get her food from Kroger or some shit like that. And I thought about stealing these pizzas. And at the end of the dream, I saw like an Amazon delivery truck. It wasn't Amazon, but it it was that style of delivery truck. I saw it slowly driving and it crashed into the back of a parked car and it pushed it out onto another street. And then another car came and hit that car. And then a big semi truck came and hit that car. And then with this car pile up, it, it, another car hit. I don't really know what that means. It, it, it's just weird as fuck. I don't know. Maybe I need to go back to therapy. I played a gig this past Saturday with Violet Moons over at the Dive Motel. Thank you to the Dive, the Dive Motel for having us. And also thank you to Aaron, last week's guest. Go check it out. Um, they got a new single out, The Dirty Delusions. 
called Alone. Uh, it was their release show as well as Aaron's birthday. It was cold as fuck out. We got there. I was in a bad mood prior to this show because I had an air light come on on my tire and I was just upset. I was like, this is going to completely fuck up my day tomorrow because I'm going to have to go take care of this. And I was uh, in the parking lot of the dive trying to pump air into it. And the tire light wasn't going off. I was pissed, whatever. Um, But we ended up playing the show and it was great. It was a lot of fun. It was cold as fuck. Uh, We had a good set though. The dive motel is a really cool place. They have a heated pool as well. I didn't go swimming though. Local Oblivion was there. Uh, which Casey Joe from Friday Night Dad, she makes uh, T-shirts. T-shirts and sweaters and all kinds of things that you can buy. And she has this really cool one with a possum on it. You should go check it out. Uh, they have an Instagram, so go, so go take a peek. I also got to play with the Weird Sisters over at this uh, a house show called The Color Book. And it was a great experience. I've always wanted to play with the Weird Sisters. Um, they're great friends of mine. We've always had great chemistry when we jam, but it was nice to play some of their material. And it's a different kind of gig because it, it, it's absolutely a chops gig. You, you, have to be, you have to be a player in order to play this because it's like there's, a, there's many different kinds of gigs out there. There's ones where you're just kind of playing, you know, root fifth. There's ones where you're just kind of grooving. Um, but this one, it's like a combination of having to groove and also shred as a musician. They have this one song called Live and I Learn. It has this super complex bridge part. It's just 16th note riffage. And it's hard as fuck to play. I had to break out the metronome and slow it down in order to be able to play this. And the second time through, they like drop the one and then it has a little uh, turnaround on it. But it was a good feeling to be uh, to feel challenged like that, and to know that they have a standard, um, and that if I didn't show up and I couldn't fucking do the job, it would have been pissed at me. And I think that's a good position to be in. But it also made me feel like this is my peak right now in East Nashville. What else can I really do after playing with the Weird Sisters? I have to figure out something to where I go back down to the bottom of the mountain and start the journey over again, the hike up. I have to find a new mountain. I have to do something to challenge myself. I'm not sure what that is yet, but it's definitely on my mind now that we're getting close to the end of the year. I want to have it figured out here by December 1st. Because by the time December 1st rolls around, I'm going to be trying to do whatever it is that I'm going to be doing in January to give myself a little trial and error process. Adjust goals as needed. Time for some new goals. It's almost the end of the year. Can you believe it? Didn't this year fly by? Remember back in January when those people fucking rioted at the Capitol? I feel the same way about them I feel about Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't really care. I mean, America is devolving into a third world country now. Everybody thinks they're right. And another man's terrorist is another man's patriot. Or another, let me rephrase that. Another person's terrorist is another person's patriot. 
America's in rough shape, though. All this bullshit with the transportation bill and all that shit. I don't know what to make of it. I really haven't been following politics all that closely. I just get bits and pieces here and there of whatever's going on in the world. There's nothing I can really do about it except go vote. And even then, the choices that are offered to me, I don't feel, I don't identify with them. I don't feel like any of these people represent me. I will say this in 2024, I'm going to write someone in. I, whoever I think is the best person for the job so I can live with myself and feel like I'm not destroying America and also do my civic duty of voting. But if you don't vote and you don't do that, who cares? I think that's fine too. It's fine to not vote. It's fine to vote. But I don't like when people post fucking pictures of them with an I voted sticker on. I don't get it. That, that's kind of, to me, it's, it's like people posting that they got the vaccine. Let's be honest, it's liberals. They're the ones who post the I voted sticker. They're the ones who post I got the vaccine. Guess what? I voted and I got the vaccine too. Does that mean I'm a good person? I hope it does. Actually, I don't really care about that either. I'm pretty apathetic today. Maybe I'm not apathetic. I honestly feel pretty good right now. I was feeling tired. I was feeling kind of down earlier. Not really down, but I could tell I was going down. So that's when I did some yoga. Had to work the demons out. I sweated like fuck. I cranked the heat up, and I thought I was going to puke at one point. I was not feeling good while I was doing it, but that's the feeling that I wanted to feel. When I do that, I'm more apt to not emotionally and mentally abuse myself with thought. Because goddamn, do I love it. Am I good at it? Actually, I hate it. I'm just good at it. I did have another fuck dream, though. I was seeing this, uh, this girl uh, pretty loosely. And she was in my dream. And she was pregnant. And we were living in the same house. And I avoided telling anyone I knew that she was pregnant with my child. I began to embrace it, though, at a certain point. We were living in the same house, but we were living in separate rooms. Ari Shafir was my friend in the dream and he was the first person that I was going to tell and I was worried about how he was going to respond. Why would I give a fuck about that though? You know, why, why would I care what someone else thought of my relationship choices? Why would I care that that people knew I got her knocked up, you know? Anyways, brother, here's Wonderwall. Actually, it's not Wonderwall. It's Coming Undone by Violet Moons Live at the Dive Motel, featuring me on bass. <laughs> 